This program is paid for by Weeby Marketing. Well, it's a hard reality to know you're getting older, but we all have to go through it, and with it comes aches and pains with every single step, it seems like. But the good part is the pains are fixable if you take the time to stop by Titan MRI. There's lots of us out there that think we can handle the pain or it'll eventually go away, but what you may not realize, you could be ruining yourself for many years to come. So if you're just scared, don't be. Go see Joe and the crew at Titan MRI. Their entire mindset is finding out what you need to feel better, and the process is as easy as walking into the swamp and smiling. With an average scan time of just 10 to 15 minutes, you can knock it out on your lunch break before the boss even knows you're gone. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town, and their staff has more than 20 years of experience in the Gainesville community. And if you're worried about not having insurance, don't be. That's never a problem at Titan MRI. And they'll even have your scan read same day. So tell your doctor, refer you to Titan MRI or call them at 672-6644 today. Welcome to Inside the Huddle with former Gator QB Shane Matthews, WRUF Steve Russell, and the Hall of Famer, the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. The Gators have won the ballgame on a bump. Inside the Huddle is brought to you by Crime Prevention Security Systems and Titan MRI. Now, let's head to the studio with Shane, Steve, and the HBC, Steve Spurrier, on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Well, the Gator football team may have a bye week, but we don't have a bye week here with our Inside the Huddle podcast. We are coming your way live on this Tuesday alongside the ball coach, Steve Spurrier, and the Gator QB, Shane Matthews. I'm Steve Russell. Jake Hitt is producing today. And we thank you for joining us wherever you are and however you are. A lot to cover today. Obviously, look back at Florida and Missouri. Look ahead a little bit to Florida, Florida State, although the Gators, again, have the bye week. And then uh, we'll go around the SEC a little bit, give you our top four teams, a new playoff poll coming out tonight. And, of course, questions for Steve Spurrier and his chalk talk today. So a lot to do. But, guys, let's start with, with Florida and Missouri Look, it's about you know this time in, in in basketball. You always hear in the NCAA tournament win in advance. It doesn't have to always be pretty. Just the bottom line is you got to go win a game. That's what Florida did. Yeah, that's what good teams do, Steve. Uh, sometimes uh, I used to tell our guys if we have to win it uh, 38-35, we'll try to win it 38-35. If it's ten to six, we'll try to win it ten to six. Every game sort of goes its own way. It seems like, and even though we punted uh, eight times in the game. <laughs> Townsend is a heck of a punter, and uh, he averages about 45, seems like, every game. So that, that's a weapon for us, punting the ball. And, of course, when you have a defense like we've got, uh, you, that's what you do. You don't you don't mess around with fourth and fives at midfield. Uh, punt it down there and maintain that field position because you know your defense is going to stop them. So, again, I think Missouri punted ten times in the game, and that just shows you the dominance that our defense played with. And we had a couple – couple of big plays offensively, not a whole bunch, but uh, didn't have to have a lot uh, as it turned out to beat Missouri. So good win uh, to be sitting there 9-2, and two, I think, right now uh, with FSU coming to town next week. Uh, uh, we're sitting pretty good. we got a chance for, uh, you know, an 11-2 top 10 in the nation season this year. Yeah, it was a good win. I mean, for whatever reason, Missouri has given us problems ever since they've come into the league and Go on the road, uh, you know, Missouri hadn't lost all year at home. I thought it was a, a good win for us. You know, we, it felt like the first half we were going up and down the field, but 
we'd end up punting for somehow. Uh, but they put it together in the second half. I thought the defense was outstanding. You know, a lot's been made of the lack of a running game for Florida. But, but guys, look, the object's to win a game. If you have to throw the ball, you know, 35 times and throw it effectively, it's about doing what's effective and winning a ball game. Isn't that right? Well, Steve, you're exactly right. Uh, I, I think Bill Belichick, uh, who's arguably the best coach in football, they have a game plan every week. And I think he even admits, he says, some week we may say we're going to throw it 50 times against these guys. And then some weeks he say, hey, we can run it on these guys. We may run it 50 times and throw it 15. So whatever you do best against the opponent is what you should do, as we all know. Uh, get your best players on the field. Try to get the ball in the hands of your best players. Uh, put your defensive guys in position to, to go. And, uh, you know, that's called coaching. There's a game plan every week for your opponent. And uh, if running is the best thing to do, do that. If throwing's the best, do that. And right now, it appears throwing the ball is our best way of advancing the football. I want to ask about both of you about Florida's receivers. You, know, you guys have played the quarterback position, obviously. Shane, with this group of guys here, and they spread the wealth, it's hard to cover you know, one guy. When you look at these receivers, from the quarterback's eyes, what do you see? Well, you know, first and foremost, they block extremely well or you don't play. Uh, they've they've they haven't they've only dropped a few balls i mean copeland had a big drop the other day but he it's going to happen uh they're just strong i mean we threw a lot of jump balls trey grimes went up and got them uh van jefferson has tremendous hands i mean there's so many guys as you mentioned they can spread it around and then when they get into their scheming and and formationing people that's when they put lamichael piron who's a tremendous pass catcher you know and you got him matched up on a safety or a linebacker it's an advantage for us Coach, when you were drawing up your ball plays, did you try and look at specific matchups, or was it just this is what we're going to run against whatever defense they've got? No, we uh, tried to see what their coverages uh, basically were because there's a good uh, pass pattern uh, for about every coverage. Uh, So we tried to maybe guess to start with uh, what coverage they'd be in, but if they weren't in that one, the quarterback would change the play. That's one thing that people don't do much anymore. You never see a quarterback go up there and – change the play very often so they're just you know they're hoping to get the right coverage uh, sometimes and then of course you have adjustments according to the coverage also but uh, back in the 90s when Shane played uh, it was pretty easy to see what the defense was and if it looked good uh, away we go and if we needed to change we'd, we'd yell out an audible. Why do you think guys that to coach's point that quarterbacks don't do a lot of changing at the line of scrimmage anymore? Well I think the teams do better job of disguising, obviously. Uh, they're more athletic on that side of the field. Um, you know, and then I don't know if a lot of coaches trust their quarterbacks to do that kind of stuff like Coach Spurrier did. And, you know, as Coach said, there's there's a perfect play for every defense. And that's what you as a play caller strive to do. Uh, but, you know, nowadays you see them look over the sideline and, you know, that's how they change the play. Uh, We're going to do our play of the week here in just a second, so we'll think about what play you want to talk about. But, Coach, just just to add to that a little bit, um, with RPOs now and all the signals from the sidelines, is is playing quarterback a little bit different in that regard than maybe, you know, back in the day with not changing plays a lot, the line of scrimmage? I don't know. Is it any different playing the position now? 
Yeah, it is different, and even just the zone replay is different because you're trusting the quarterback to hand it off or or not and keep it and run, and you're trusting he and the running back not to fumble in case, uh, you know, we had one of those this year, yeah. Felipe and uh, our running back. Was that against Tennessee, I think, way back? Uh, uh, early the, the, the Miami game. Yeah. Oh, is that one? It was that one. Yeah, that was way back. It was way back. So you got to trust quarterback, running back to be able to execute all that. Uh, but the RPOs are here to stay. You know, you either fake it, give it, or throw it, and so forth. So uh, yeah, you got to you got to trust that quarterback to make good decisions. All right, guys, going to do our play of the week from last week. Brought to you by Campus USA Credit Union. You can put some star power to work in your financial life with Campus USA Credit Union. Shane, play well, of the week. My play of the week is from the Florida game. It was the. Uh, the inside fade throw that we threw to Josh Hammond where he adjusted. But it was one of Kyle's best throws, in my opinion. He threw it away from the defender. But what he, he took his steps, put his foot in the ground, and the ball had something on it. And he's played phenomenal all year, no question about it. But at times when he doesn't really transfer his weight and he throws off his back foot when the ball kind of flutters here and there. But that's my play of the week. I thought it was a great throw and a tremendous catch. Coach? Oh, I'll go with uh, P. Ryan's catch. Uh, uh, he wasn't really all that much open, uh, but I think he had a linebacker on him out there, and, and then the safety came over late. But I got he went up and got it somehow. It wasn't a, a clean catch, but he got a foot in, and uh, that was a huge play in the game. That put us up, what, 13-6, I think. So, LaMichael P. Ryan, what a catch he made to help us beat Missouri. Well, since Coach took mine, but that's okay. Um, you know, I, I'm going to give it really to the receiving group in the sense of, I love it as a fan. I mean, look, we, we all know sometimes a team can have one really, really good receiver. But when you're trying to defend Florida, it, 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 if Grimes is out there, if Copeland's out there, if Hammond's out there, if Swain's out there, Jefferson's out there, they're all threats. And we haven't even talked about Kyle Pitts at the tight end position. So I think just having the luxury of trying to have all those receivers who are unselfish, who all can catch the ball. Shane, as you mentioned, they can all block. And then you try to figure out matchup. You know, who, who's covering Kyle Pitts? Is it a safety or whatever? So I, I'm going to play of the week is for that entire receiver group. Um, let's talk a little bit now, guys, about what could be coming here. Scott Frost is struggling at Nebraska. He's got a contract extension, but he's struggling. Chip Kelly is struggling at UCLA. And I'm not saying those guys aren't good coaches because what they've done before has been really good. But, guys, I hope Florida fans appreciate the job that Coach Mullen and his staff have done with his team. It's got flaws. I mean, sometimes you can look and see what they might be, but the record over the past almost two years speaks for itself, doesn't it? Oh, definitely. To... uh be nine and two right now. The chance to finish in the top ten again this year. Uh, and we finished tenth, I think, last year when it was all said and done. Shoot, yeah, he's done an excellent job and uh, big recruiting year. Hopefully, it's coming up, and then we'll start kicking George's butt. Hopefully, real soon. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you know, you go ten and two uh, or ten and three year one, and have a chance to go eleven and two this year. I mean, what more can you ask for? I know we'd love to be in Atlanta. I think. Uh, you know, I think we we you, when you lose a game, you wish you could go back and change some things. And and I I liked what we did from a defensive standpoint against Missouri. Uh, changed a couple of our nickel guys. We played a little more zone, but that game's in the past. Uh, but you got to end the season. You know, on senior day here against FSU. Uh, whoever you play in the bowl game, you know, as coach said, should be a good recruiting year. Mm-hmm. 
We'll take a break, come back, a whole lot more coming up. We're going to take you around the SEC a little bit, look to some of the big games coming up this weekend. Questions for Steve Spurrier, he'll drop his Play of the Week on Chalk Talk. Stay with us inside the huddle, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Everyone is raving about Titan MRI. With the highest rated MRI facilities in town, Titan MRI is the place to go. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town. Joe and his staff have more than two decades of experience in Gainesville, and they'll help heal thousands of athletes in the local area. At Titan MRI, the average scan time is 10 to 15 minutes, so you'll have plenty of time to get back to living a life pain-free. Don't wait. Tell your doctor to refer you to Titan MRI or call them today at 672-6644. Hi, this is Steve Spurrier here, and I have some wonderful news for the Gator Nation. Our new restaurant, Spurrier's, is opening at Celebration Point in June of 2020. Spurrier's is going to be a restaurant to come to celebrate Gator victories, anniversaries, birthdays, whatever. There's no better place than Celebration Point in Gainesville. Spurrier is going to be one-of-a-kind restaurant with an exciting atmosphere and wonderful food. I'll see you at Celebration Point, where the Gators come to celebrate. I'm Steve Spurrier, sometimes called the head ball coach, and I'm here to tell you I got the SUV that I drive from Davis. Yeah, Coach, the word is out, and everybody is loving what's going on at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet and Palm Chevrolet down in Ocala. I stopped by each of the dealerships last week and saw tremendous deals all over the place and also all over the place, orange and blue. What's that mean, Coach? If you bleed orange and blue, Davis is the place for you. Davis Automotive Group, the official hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators. This is Jack Fine at Fine Farcash and Parla Piano. Have you been in a car accident or injured because of someone else's negligence? Let our local team of trial lawyers find justice for you. With more than 100 years of combined experience, our firm has the resources necessary to fight for people just like you. We go up against billion-dollar insurance companies every day to get you the compensation you deserve so you could focus on your recovery. Find Farcash and Parla Piano. When life changes, we're there. Offices, Gainesville. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Worry less with crime prevention security systems by preventing package theft with our doorbell camera. Contact them today at cpss.net. Welcome back to Inside the Huddle. Well, we all know what happened uh, to uh, Tua Tagovailoa the other day. It's it just unfortunate. You know, he seems like a, a very well-liked kid. Certainly his numbers are eye-popping and really transformed what Alabama football used to be. And, Coach, a lot of people have – or some people have criticized Nick Saban, you know, for keeping him in the game and, you know, what his draft status might be. So let, let's start with that first, guys. I mean – a guy could get hurt on any play of any game. Does he deserve criticism for keeping him in the game when the player himself asked to stay in the game? No, I don't think he deserves any criticism. I think Tua said, let's go work on the two-minute drill, Coach. I haven't done it in a while. And uh, it was in the first half. I mean, even when we had those runaway score games here in the swamp, uh, the starter finished the whole first half and into the second half, usually all the time. So, not nah, uh, Coach Saban uh, was just coaching his team. And like he said, I've, I've never 
thought about a guy getting hurt, uh, putting him on the field anyway. So that, that that's not part of coaching. Oh, gosh, he may get hurt this play. But what Tua's got to do, and, and hopefully he can learn this, he just got to get rid of the ball quicker when he comes out of the pocket like that. Uh, both times he's gotten hurt this year. He's out there. He, he scrambles to his left like left-handers do, and he holds it to the last moment instead of, boom, get rid of it and avoid the hit. And uh, and he is a wonderful young man. I met him up at the Heisman last year, and uh, he looks you in the eye, and he's enthusiastic all the time. And, boy, what a wonderful kid he is. I don't know if he's going to come back and play another year or go pro right away. I think there's a lot to merit on both sides of it, and that's a decision he has to make. But uh, he's a wonderful young man, and hopefully get rid of that ball right before uh, you know impact is coming. He just believes he can make a play up until that last minute. But, Coach, you're right, yeah. that he, he's got to especially get to the next level. Um, Shane, what would you tell him? Come back or mm-hmm. go? You know, it's tough. Uh, I, I guess you have to wait and see what the NFL experts, what kind of information they give you where you're going to be drafted. Um, you know, I, I, with, with the way – doctors and medicine are today you 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 think he's going to come back and be close to 100 percent he's a tremendous player um gosh i i don't know i mean you know there's there's also talk where he hasn't even been redshirted you know if if the the you know when he comes back and he's doing all his rehab if it's not going the way that they thought you know he has an opportunity to to possibly redshirt too but who knows he may never play another down for alabama he may go pro um I don't know what I would tell him. I guess you got to wait and see how. I know the surgery was successful, but you got to see how the rehab goes. Yeah, from all indications, they expect him to make a full recovery. Um, and it's funny, Bo Jackson had this kind of similar thing, but that dude kept playing, you know, when he heard it, and that obviously affecting him later well, you on. You know, uh, Jacquez Green dislocated his mm-hmm. hip against Nebraska mm-hmm. in the uh, Fiesta Bowl way back in 95, and he came back 100% the next year. So, But I don't believe Jacquez had surgery. I think they just put it back yeah, in his, place. Yeah, his looked bad. Yeah, he did Quezzy's sort of a split. And, uh, you know, Tua's, you couldn't tell what actually happened to him, but Quezzy's was pretty bad. Yeah, I don't think he had surgery, though, did he? I don't know, Coach. I think they put it back in they did place. Have to pop it it dislocated, back in. put it back in place, and it, it healed itself. I, I know one thing. He had a heck of a, a year the next year yep. and the next year after that also. <laughs> That's what counts. Yeah. All right, let's do our question of the week now. Brought to you by Davis Chevrolet, the official hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators. Real Gators Drive Davis. You want to get a question to Coach, you can send them to questions at inside the huddle hbc.com here we go coach we'll rattle them off for you here marty in dunedin says he thought throwback games should be more than just wearing old uniforms it should be 11 on 11 old-time playground rules with the quarterback calling the plays without help from the sidelines coach which of your quarterbacks would, would you be the most comfortable with calling his own game oh i would have been comfortable with a lot of them but let me tell you, uh, sometimes during the spring game, I remember when I was coaching at Duke and we were having a spring game and Ben Bennett, our quarterback, I said, Ben, I'm going to let you call the plays uh, first half of the spring game and, uh, you know, go ahead and go at it. Okay, so he goes out there. Okay, coach. So he goes out and about the second possession he comes back and he says, coach, 
go ahead and send the plays in. I'll call. He said, I'll call a pass play, and the linemen all say, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. <laughs> and, uh, and then the receivers are coming in the huddle. Ben, throw me the out. Ben, throw me the curl. He said, Coach, I get too many suggestions. Said, you just call the plays, and nobody and the huddle will be quiet. Oh, God, I said, I see funny. what you mean now. Yeah, I see what you mean now. So I went back and called called the plays during the spring game. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. I never would have thought of that. Yeah, but yeah. Everybody well, has a suggestion for you, the quarterback. The mistake was you let the whole team know he was calling the plays. Oh, really? Because <laughs> if not, yeah. they wouldn't have been complaining. Yeah. Wow, that's funny. All right. Um, <laughs> Wow. Matt in Orlando says, since we're about to end our regular season with FSU, the rival, I was wondering who you think is Florida's biggest rival. Some say FSU, others say Georgia, even LSU's gotten some traction. This is not even mentioning Auburn, Miami, or the Vols, just too many choices. But I guess he's saying right now, Coach, who do you think is Florida's biggest rival? Everyone has probably a little different uh, answer to that. But in my opinion, Georgia is our biggest rival in the SEC. Uh, in state, FSU is our biggest rival, not Miami, because we don't play them every year, of course. So uh, that's the way I always looked at it. In in state rival is still FSU, but Georgia is our biggest. Before that, it used to be Auburn, and then uh, Tennessee turned into it during the '90s because they were so good, and we usually had to beat them to win the division every year. So uh, we, we've got, uh, I think, Georgia, Tennessee, and FSU somewhere along that line. Okay. Bobby in Gainesville says the presentation of the Heisman Trophy coming up in a couple of weeks. Will you be there, and what will that entail for you? Yeah, I've been going back probably the last uh, 30, 35, 40 years, something like that. Uh, but, no, it's just an opportunity to go up there and see a bunch of the former Heisman guys and so forth. And, and the College Hall of Fame is right before that also. So I've, I've been going to that a bunch of years also. Uh, just an annual little trip. We take one of our grandkids up every year. So – uh, they get a chance to see New York City and uh, attend those functions. Are they fun to do? Yeah, they're fun to see. You know, see the guys uh, that you don't see uh, during the year, and see all the for- former Heisman guys. A bunch of them come back, not all of them, but uh, yeah, it's a fun trip. Okay, uh, Brian in Interlochen uh, says the bye week seems anticlimactic. What do you do to prepare for a six and five FSU team with an interim head coach? Well, our off weeks were off weeks, and then uh, we start getting rejuvenated uh, when it's over. You know, told the guys, get away from it a little bit. And I like what, the way Coach Mullen does it also. I think they are only going to practice two or three days this week and give them a lot of downtime. And they'll, uh, I think, come back uh, Sunday or Monday whenever they first meet and start getting ready for FSU. Sometimes you can over-prepare for teams. You know, usually one week is plenty. I'm sure they'll watch a little FSU tape uh, during the open date this week, but really start doing the game plan uh, probably the week of the game. Harold and St. Augustine, our final one, Steve. Simple question, who's going to win the Heisman? Loves the show. Thank you for that, Harold. So he asked, who's going to win the Heisman? Uh, Joe Burr is a... Odds on favorite right now uh, with Tua getting hurt and uh, uh, Jalen Hurts. They lost a game, although he was fantastic in the comeback win over Baylor. Uh, but Joe Burrow, the LSU quarterback, is an odds on favorite right now. All right. So that'll, that'll take care of our questions, our inside the huddle questions for the ball coach. Again, you want to get those in. Uh, gave you the website to do so. Questions at inside the huddle, hbc.com. All right. Let's do our team of the week. Brought to you by Celebration Point, where Gators come to celebrate. Shane, team of the week. Mine's uh, Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, largest comeback victory in school history. 25 points down to Baylor. And 
you know, a lot of people are starting to pencil Baylor into possibly making a run at the Final Four, and uh, Jalen Hurts and Lincoln Riley, those guys, they made enough plays to come back and win, uh, which I was surprised that was the largest comeback win they ever had in school history, but a uh, big win for Oklahoma. Coach? Uh, my coach of the week or team of the team week? Of the week. Team, team of the week. Team of the week first, all right, LSU. And the reason I say this, uh, Ole Miss uh, is a team that can score some points, and they did score. What did they score? 30-something. 35, 38, yep. something like that. They scored yep. a bunch, uh, but uh, LSU scored in the 50s, I think 56 or so to beat them. Uh, but what Ed Orgeron has done and LSU has done, uh, they have gotten ready to play every week. They really have. They have avoided that letdown, that trap game, or whatever you want to call it, and they have gotten ready to play uh, all 11 times. I guess they got one more against Arkansas, and they could score 80 against them probably if they wanted to. But you got to give LSU credit, and Coach Ogeron's my coach also, for just being mentally and physically ready to play uh, 11 weeks in a, in a row right now. Uh, mine is Iowa, and, and for two reasons. Um, as Coach said earlier, roll the boat, got sunk. Uh, you know, Minnesota uh, had their bubble burst a little bit, still a great year. But, you know, he, Iowa, their head coach been there a long time. And, you know, more often than not, look, look what's happened to Michigan State. You know, Mark D'Antonio was in the playoff, what, three, four years ago, I think? And they're struggling now just to get to a bowl game. Iowa just plods along. You know, they're never maybe 11-1, and one, but they're consistent. They get players in the NFL, and they had a big home win. So that is my uh, team of the week, the uh, Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, all right, and then we'll do our uh, Coach of the Week, brought to you by Miapa Latin Cafe, the best Cuban coffee in Gator Country. Shane, Coach of the Week. Well, I'm going to stick with Oklahoma. Uh, anytime you're down that much, you know, obviously the coaching staff kept the kids, you know, involved in the game and, and had them believing that they could come back and win it. So it's going to go to Lincoln Riley. Coach? Yeah, Orgeron. Uh, Orgeron. Yeah. yeah, I already mentioned Orgeron. And, uh, you know, he's a head coach that doesn't call a single offensive play or a defensive play. He may tell them go for it or not go for it, punt, something like that. But his duty is to get the players mentally ready to play. And I think Coach O has done a super job all year. And uh, he's got a chance to go the distance. I tell you, it is so difficult to win all your games. Uh, but if they're going to win the national championship, uh, they – they can't afford a loss because we're at the end now. You know, if you'd had one in the middle of the year, it sort of sometimes helps people, I think, to get that one loss behind you and then go on. But uh, he could run the table. Time will tell. See, since you mentioned LSU, is there any concern because of their defense? They do give up a lot of points. Any concern there? Well, there's a little concern all the time, but anytime your offense scores a whole bunch <laughs> That's true. Then, uh, and, and scores quickly, then obviously your defense has got to play a lot longer and so forth. So uh, they, uh, if they're forcing some punts, uh, if they force between four and five punts a game, LSU defense, they'll be in good shape. Okay. That's always been the knock on Oklahoma, too. Mm -hmm. You know, they couldn't stop anybody. Um, my coach of the week, I, I just respect this guy a lot. He gets no national publicity. It's Kyle Whittingham, mm -hmm. who's at Utah. Um, they're 9-1. and one. Uh, I think either them or Oregon is probably going to be the Pac-12 champion and then may get to the, you know, the, the, the playoff. But you know, he just goes about his business there and always does well. And they had a big win last week, so he's my guy. 
I got. I'm gonna come back with my coach of the week, Coach O. Uh, <laughs> okay. My coach of the week, Mike Leach, out at Washington State. I okay. told you earlier, I got a chance to go out there this past week and watch him beat Stanford for the fourth year in a row. Uh, now, Washington State uh, is in Pullman, Washington. For our fans out there, you've probably never been there because if you're not going to a football game that's the only time uh, to really ever get there you have to fly into spokane and rent a car 70 miles to drive to pullman to get there but uh they, they had a full house about thirty-five thousand at the game a beautiful uh, day game there uh, against stanford about 50 degrees uh, weather was really football weather and uh their quarterback threw for 520 yards uh, anthony gordon uh five touchdowns and uh the wide receiver uh, that my son Steve Jr. coaches caught 13 passes. Uh, Esau Winston Jr., 13 passes, 100-something yards, a couple of touchdowns. But, and then the Stanford team threw for over 500 yards. So wow. I saw a game with over 1,000 yards wow. of passing yards. Wow. But anyway, uh, Leach does it every year. They led the nation in pass offense last year. They're leading it again this year. Different quarterbacks, different receivers, but boy, y'all see them practice, Shane. They practice and they throw it and they throw it and they compete against the defense and they run their patterns. And I mean, it's all day of throwing and catching and hitting passes. And they chart guys that drop them. If you drop a bunch, you're not going to play. And they they emphasize it. And I tell you, Mike, well, Mike Leach has been doing it a long time. Uh, let's let's hope some of these teams down south don't try to hire him. Because if he had a, a top notch defense, uh, they could really be in the national picture. All right. Um, I love it. We'll take a break, come back. Much more to come. We're going to take you around the SEC a little bit. We'll talk about the top four, see who our top four teams are, what could happen with some of the games coming up. Stay with us. Inside the Huddle ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Crime Prevention Security Systems has provided security and life safety to families and businesses in Gainesville and surrounding areas since 1975. Their mobile app makes security and home automation easy to use and affordable. With fast access to lighting control, doorbell cameras, and thermostats, crime prevention and security, and so much more. Contact them today, 352-376-1499 or cpss.net. The best Cuban coffee and cuisine north of Miami are located right here in town at Miapa Latin Cafe. Start your day with a delicious Cuban breakfast featuring beef and eggs, stuffed arepas, and their local favorite, cafe con leche. Or join them for lunch and enjoy a classic Cuban sandwich and one of their many yeah, freshly broke, squeezed uh, fruit juices and smoothies. And don't forget dinner, featuring their top dishes made with the most authentic ingredients, like arroz con pollo and ropa vieja. Located on 34th Street in Gainesville, US 441 in Alachua, and online at miapalatincafe.com. Miapa, a proud supporter of the Florida Gator. Hi, I'm Coach Steve Spurrier, and I am a member of the Campus USA Credit Union. The Gator Nation has been counting on Campus USA Credit Union for over 80 years. Campus supports the Gators and our community. Campus membership is open to all UF students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Come see why over 100,000 members, like me, count on Campus USA Credit Union. So put some star power to work in your financial life. Visit CampusCU.com and join today. Hi, I'm Mark Herman with Mark Herman Company Heating and Air. If you're a Gator fan, you know the phrase, in all kinds of weather. That can mean different things to different people. For example, when I was playing center for the Gator football team back in the early 80s, I loved hearing the crowd singing. It meant they appreciated our hard work and were standing behind us, win or lose. Now as the owner of my own business, the meaning has changed. It means that my team and I stick behind our customers. So if you'd like to save money on your utility bill, give our team a call and see how much we can save you. 378-9422. 
The school year is back, and no one does after school like Okita America. Martial arts, academic tutoring, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Okita America has classes for all ages to teach valuable life lessons and provide plenty of exercise. Starting at just $79 per week for after school, and as always, transportation is completely free. Okita America, located at 6900 Southwest Archer Road and online at okitaamerica.com. Hurry, sign up for after school at Okita America today before spots fill up. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. At Titan MRI, you'll visit the only locally owned and operated MRI imaging center in town. Call them up. Start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. Welcome back to Inside the Huddle. Okay, guys, let's... uh, Talk about uh, our top four teams. Uh, not much really changed in terms of the hierarchy. Um, we'll talk about some of the games coming up this weekend that may uh, alter that. It's not the greatest weekend in terms of big matchups and such. But, um, Shane, I'll start with you, your top four. Well, I think it's pretty obvious. It's, uh, you know, you got Clemson, LSU, Ohio State, and you got to keep Georgia there right now because. I thought their win against Auburn was pretty dominating. The score doesn't indicate that, but uh, as as much as I don't want them there, they're there. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, the, well, everybody knows LSU, Ohio State, and Clemson are the top three right now. And the fourth one is the one that's going to be decided. Uh, well, they're all going to be decided as we go through the year, though. But if, uh, if those three stay in there and, and win their conferences – I sort of hope they take either the Pac-12 champ or or the Big 12 uh, champ just to spread the teams around the nation. If if something happens that Georgia upsets uh, LSU, uh, then Georgia's going to get in the, yep. in the Final Four. But LSU's going to get in also. Right. So, you know, all the teams in the Final Four would be teams uh, east of the Mississippi River uh, with Ohio State and Clemson in there also. So uh, – We'll see how it shakes out, but you, you would think that uh, just for fairness, those teams out west or the ones uh, in the Big 12 there and so forth would say, hey, remember us. We, we want to play for all the marbles also. I think the biggest nightmare for the committee is going to be just what you said, yeah. Coach, that if Georgia upsets LSU, mm-hmm. you, you've got to put out – I mean, assuming Georgia beats, you know, wins out, if they beat A&M and Tech, you've got to include them. You've got to include a one-loss SEC champion. You're not going to penalize LSU for one loss against a top-five team. They're going to be in. So I think the committee, they probably don't want to ever say that because they're not supposed to, but the coach's point, Georgia, you lose. This way you're out of it. You get LSU the clear-cut SEC champion, and then if Ohio State runs the table, Clemson runs the table, then the coach's point. You, you know, if it's Oregon, if it's Utah, if it's the Big 12 champ, somebody else gets in. And, and really, the Pac-12 is the conference that needs this more than any other one because they just don't get in very much. No, they don't. And, you know, you think about what's going to happen <clears throat> in the future. It's hard to predict. But, I mean, you pretty much can pencil Clemson in this thing every year unless the semis hire somebody to compete against them. But it ain't going to be right away. No. I mean, it's because Clemson is just dominating the ACC. It's not even competitive. And, you know, speaking of Clemson, 
we all know the problems Trevor Lawrence had. Now, I don't know if because it's who they're playing. But all I, Wake Forest was a 34-point underdog against them, and they covered that. And they just blew Wake Forest out. And they were a ranked team mm-hmm. two weeks ago. So, you know, don't sleep on Clemson. They're, they're starting to round in the form a little bit. Um, let's take a look at some of the games coming up this weekend. And I guess the big one is in the Big Ten, guys. Penn State, who, and, and I'm going to tell you, Indiana, they're a better football team this year. They gave Penn State all they could handle before they lost. Penn State, Ohio State. It's in Columbus. Yeah, you know, speaking of that Indiana team, they, they played that game last week without their starting quarterback. Yes. Uh, so they're, they're a good ball club. I, I, I like Penn State, but I just don't think they have enough across the board to win in Columbus. I agree. I think Ohio State, uh, of course, they had an off week. Hopefully uh, they, they get their defensive player, star player back uh, after that little suspension, I guess. But, uh, yeah, Ohio State has really played well, and their coach is a, is a good one. Ryan Day, uh, they'll be ready to play. You don't have to worry about let-ups or things like that when you've got a coaching staff uh, like they have there at Ohio State. Michigan just throttled their in-state rival, Michigan State, you know, trolled them on social media. And, and here we go again. You know, Michigan seems to be rounding into form, but they've got to play Ohio State yet. Now, I'll say this. Offensively, they do look better. Patterson had a good game last week. Shane, did, have they have they done something to where offensively now you believe in them? Well, it's hard to say. It could be to the point where they, you know, in the off season, you heard how they were going to change the offense, but they didn't <clears throat> until they lost some games. And so my, maybe now they're utilizing his his athletic ability at the quarterback position like they should. And it's going to be interesting. I, I think, as you mentioned, Michigan's played great defense pretty much most of the year, and, and now with them playing a little bit better on offense, they could give Ohio State a lot of problems. You know, teams get better or worse, as we all know, and Michigan has gotten better since the early part of the season, where you take a team like Maryland that scored 70 points the first two games. I don't know if they've won a game since, have they? Uh, one. Maybe one. Yeah. So they they've gone the other way. So that's uh, that's just the way teams uh, do it. Uh, our team has gotten a lot better. The Gators, man, from that Miami thing, that was sort of ugly. <laughs> the coaches went back and said, "Man, we got some coaching to do," and we did a bunch of coaching, and that's why we're nine and two right now. Georgia is efficient offensively, very good defensively. A and M's got to go into Georgia and look. I know they're they're in the SEC championship game, but if they have bigger aspirations, they got to win this game. Can A and M pull off the upset? I don't think so. Uh, that's that's one team I think that's disappointed me the most. Uh, you know, in year two of Jimbo, they played pretty well down the stretch last year. They had Kellen Mond coming back. Um, they they just they they're not doing it for me. And I think you know the seventy two million dollar coach is going to be on the hot seat next year. Wait a minute, Shane. Don't you know that South Carolina beat Georgia in Athens? And don't you know A&M beat South Carolina 30-3? to And that doesn't matter. A&M may be favored over Georgia, according to this. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, times uh, yeah, times can change for teams, as we all know. But A&M's a good team. They've, they've only lost three. He's not going to be on a hot seat. He's got a 10-year no-cut. Well, Maybe I know, but, but they, they better get years. a little more competitive against the big boys over well, there. Well, yeah, but they've only lost three. If they go 9-3 and three and win a bowl game. Gosh, well, they're going to lose to Georgia, so they're going to go 
eight and four, right? Yeah, they could have four. They could have four, but uh, they still got to play LSU too, Coach. Who A and M? Mm-hmm. Oh, there is another week come after this. Yeah, you're exactly right. But anyway, all I'm trying to say is they're playing. We're in a place where South Carolina beat Georgia. That's what I'm yeah. trying to say. By the way, uh, Michigan plays Indiana this week mm-hmm. uh, at Indiana. So mm-hmm. you know, after after a big state rival game, we'll see if the upset alert is out there. Coach, I, I want to talk about the SEC in general. I'm I'm trying to think back to when you were coaching, but I just don't. Even when Urban was here, I don't remember the league being so top heavy. I mean, you know, Vanderbilt is is, is not good. Arkansas certainly isn't good. Uh, Carolina has struggled. I mean, w- do you remember guys the league being quite this top heavy? It's been a while, yeah, yeah. It has been a while because uh, I mean, you could usually count on the Mississippi's when Hugh Freeze was there and Dan yeah. Mullen was at State. Yeah, uh, they're very capable of beating almost anybody. And uh, Arkansas with Petrino, uh, I think they beat us at South Carolina more than we beat them, and they were our common opponent on the west side, so we played them every year. But, uh, yeah, they some teams have gone down, there's no question. And uh, same the same good ones are, are usually at the top. We'll take a break, come back. Chalk Talk coming up. Coach going to draw up a play here, okay. and uh, we'll get that next on Inside the Huddle, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Crime Prevention Security Systems has provided security and life safety to families and businesses in Gainesville and surrounding areas since 1975. Their mobile app makes security and home automation easy to use and affordable. With fast access to lighting control, doorbell cameras, and thermostats, crime prevention and security, and so much more. Contact them today, 352-376-1499 or cpss.net. Gators Dockside is your Gators Sports Headquarters. We've got the most games on the most screens, including our three huge projector screens. So rep your orange and blue, bring your friends, and join us for the best wings in town, as chosen by the Gainesville Suns People's Choice Awards. We're also serving up mouth-watering burgers, sandwiches, and salads. And don't forget about our daily two-for-one specials on select drafts, house wine, and liquor. Make Dockside your Gator Sports Headquarters and never miss a minute of the action. See you at Gators. Hi, this is Coach Spurrier here, and I have some great news for the Gator Nation. Our new restaurant, Spurrier's, is coming to Celebration Point in June of 2020. Spurrier's is going to be a restaurant to celebrate, and there's no better place for celebrations than Celebration Point in Gainesville. With prime premium destinations like Bass Pro Shop, Nike, Palmetto Moon, and Regal Cinemas, I am beyond thrilled to be a part of Celebration Point. Spurrier's is going to be a -a one-of-a-kind restaurant with an exciting atmosphere and amazing food. I'll see you at Celebration Point, where the Gators go to celebrate. Hi, I'm Coach Steve Spurrier, and I am a member of the Campus USA Credit Union. The Gator Nation has been counting on Campus USA Credit Union for over 80 years. Campus supports the Gators and our community. Campus membership is open to all UF students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Come see why over 100,000 members, like me, count on Campus USA Credit Union. So put some star power to work in your financial life. Visit CampusCU.com and join today. The school year is back, and no one does after school like Okita America. Martial arts, academic tutoring, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Okita America has classes for all ages to teach valuable life lessons and provide plenty of exercise. Starting at just $79 per week for after school, and as always, transportation is completely free. Okita America, located at 6900 Southwest Archer Road and online at okitaamerica.com. Hurry, sign up for after school at Okita America today before spots fill up. 
Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Connect more with crime prevention security systems and easily view cameras at your home or business. Contact them today at cpss.net. All right. I'm going to use Shaner's mic here because uh, Coach is going to do our chalk talk segment. He's going to draw up the play that Le- that uh, Michael P. Ryan scored the touchdown with. Coach. Okay, Steve. Uh, I believe this is pretty much uh, what we did on the play. We line up in like sort of a trips with a halfback in the backfield, and then he, he switches out over here to a wide receiver. So P. Ryan came out here, and the backer came out here to cover him. A corner was covering our, our split end right there. So it was a man-to-man, man-to-man all over the board. And uh, then they, they got uh, potentially five rushers there and so forth with the safety back here. So we got the man-to-man. So now Kyle Trask knows I'm going to throw it to the halfback. He's got man-to-man with the linebacker. My job is to catch it and get that ball thrown somewhere right up in there. That's all he needs to worry about. I'm going to... I'm going to give him a shot at this linebacker. So LaMichael comes down, gives him a little stutter or something, and then sprints by him toward, toward the goal line here. Now, I think the safety, he sort of watched the quarterback and sort of got a run on it also. But uh, So he's coming back. He's coming over. And uh, LaMichael just made a fantastic catch on, on the ball. So he, Kyle did his job right there. Now, when you get in an empty set like this, what the quarterback has to do uh, they could rush, you know, they could rush an extra guy and have a free one coming at you. Uh, his job, he's got to get rid of it. He can't go back there and say, ooh, what am I going to do if they rush me? He's going to catch the ball, take a few steps, and like I say, get it out right in there somewhere and give him a chance. One thing quarterbacks have to have, Steve, that uh, a lot of people don't realize, they have to have courage. People always ask me, what's the one quality he has to have? He's got to stand there, and if they got a free guy, he's got to throw it before he gets hit and just sort of take the hit and get the ball out. So Kyle Trask did a good job. I'm not sure what they did over here and got it out. Now, if, let's say they play the big old zone of some kind. If they play the big old zone, then, uh, then we'll have a zone pattern over here. Maybe where that guy hooks up there, he hooks up there, he comes in and out, and now you got targets over here in case you get a zone uh, coverage. So it's not like we got one guy we're going to throw to no matter what. You, you got this side for some kind of zone and this guy here for the man-to-man. And it worked out. We caught the man-to-man. Kyle made a nice throw, but P. Ryan made the play. He made a heck of a catch. Coach, uh, if, if you could, when P. Ryan was in the backfield and he was in the backfield first, he motioned out to, to, to play outside. What does that do as far as the quarterback is concerned in reading coverage? It just helps the quarterback see that the linebacker has gone out to cover him. Uh, sometimes you don't learn all of their numbers and this, that, and the other. But if he goes out there and that linebacker runs out there with him, he knows that's the guy that's covering him. He knows it's man-to-man, and my job's to get it out. And if he's got him covered and knocks it down, well, that's a knockdown for them. Uh, but the only way to hit your receiver out there is to get it down the field and give him a shot at it. Love it. Good chalk talk yep. today. Um, and that's what I, with you guys here, which is always great for me, but just the chess match, you know, in terms of 
what, why you put a guy in motion. What does that accomplish? What does the quarterback see when you do that? I love that kind of stuff. And I, I think, you know, Dan Mullen, obviously good play caller. And, Coach, I, I wanted to ask, too, both of you, since you've done it, um, when you're on the sideline, you've got to make a play call if you're the play caller quickly. It's down in distance. What's the defense? Steve, can, can you go into that a little bit in terms of, as a play caller, what you did in making the play call? Let, okay, play's called, play is done, now you've got to call the next play. What goes into that? I think most play callers, after you send it in, uh, then you're sort of thinking, what's the next one's going to be? Uh, you have a list. Uh, I used to have uh, my must calls. In other words, we, if we had 10 plays that had a chance to gain 30, 40, or 50 yards, we're going to get these called somewhere in, in the course of the game, usually in the first half. Uh, and then other than that, you got your solid high percentage plays and runs and this, that, and the other. Uh, but mentally, you're, you're, you're thinking about the next play all the time. Uh, that's what you have to do. You don't say, oh, what is it, second and ten? Uh, let's see, let me look at my second and ten <laughs> list. No, you're just, you're, you're just constantly uh, uh, thinking of, of the, your game plan, your must calls, and make sure you get them in there. And then you trust your quarterback to get you out of a bad play and so forth. Uh, he, he's got to check or get rid of it quickly, things of that nature. So, uh, yeah, the, the play caller and the quarterback, they, they need to definitely be on the same page. All right, Shane, I'm going to ask you now. Coaches call the play, okay, and then you go to the line of scrimmage and you don't, there's something you don't like. You think it's a bad play. What do you do? Well, we're coached up of what plays are good against that coverage that we're seeing, you know, whether it's a blitz, a zone, whatever it may be. He gave us the freedom to change it. And, and every now and then we'd, get, we'd make a mistake, but if you make a mistake, don't compound it. You know, check it off or whatever. But, you know, from a play calling standpoint, too, you know, a lot of people don't understand that coaches are trying to set up stuff too. It may, you know, are you on the, do we want this ball in the middle of the field? Do we want it on the right hash? Cause we want to run our back, you know, on a wheel route to the short side of the field. There's a lot of things that, that go into play calling. And, and it's fascinating to me because he called his stuff from the sideline. Dan does it too. Most people call him plays are up in the box. Right. And it's, it's, it's fascinating to me how they can see stuff on the sideline. I think all my years as a backup quarterback, Steve, really uh, helped me as a play caller because when I was a backup quarterback, I'd always just watch the coverages. And then uh, usually Brody would come over and I'd say, this is what they're doing, and you know, try to help him out a little bit if I could. But uh, just watching the coverages from the sideline was something that I was very uh, familiar with doing. That's really cool. Um, are, are you guys fans of scripting plays to start a game? I, I, I'm, I've never have been. I mean, you got plays you want to run, but you, you, the only way you're going to stay on script if every play works perfectly. <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's it's kind of like you have your your first ten plays because a lot of it. Remember, we've talked about it many times. The formations dictate what you're going to get coverage wise. So you could have tight end left, three receivers to the right. You 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 want to call that that formation to see how they line up early. Is, is your film study saying the same thing as what they're doing on game day? And then you go empty. How are they going to play us in empty? And that's usually what I think a lot of good play callers want to do early on to see how the defense is going to react. Yeah, sort of like an early script. Uh, we, we do that a little bit. We want to call maybe these 8, 10 plays early in the game somewhere. But I didn't just go right down the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 uh, through there. Uh, sometimes you might – 
you know, want to run the ball on third and a half yard to, to get the first down and, and then go back to whatever your script was, was uh, called for. Great stuff. We'll take a break, come back. We'll wrap up today's Inside the Huddle, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Everyone is raving about Titan MRI. With the highest rated MRI facilities in town, Titan MRI is the place to go. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town. Joe and his staff have more than two decades of experience in Gainesville, and they'll help heal thousands of athletes in the local area. At Titan MRI, the average scan time is 10 to 15 minutes, so you'll have plenty of time to get back to living a life pain-free. Don't wait. Tell your doctor to refer you to Titan MRI or call them today at 672-6644. I'm Steve Spurrier, sometimes called the head ball coach, and I'm here to tell you I got the SUV that I drive from Davis. Yeah, Coach, the word is out, and everybody is loving what's going on at Davis, Gainesville, Chevrolet, and Palm Chevrolet down in Ocala. I stopped by each of the dealerships last week and saw tremendous deals all over the place and also all over the place, orange and blue. What's that mean, Coach? If you bleed orange and blue... Davis is the place for you. Davis Automotive Group, the official hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators. The best Cuban coffee and cuisine north of Miami are located right here in town at Miapa Latin Cafe. Start your day with a delicious Cuban breakfast featuring beef and eggs, stuffed arepas, and their local favorite, cafe con leche. Or join them for lunch and enjoy a classic Cuban sandwich and one of their many freshly squeezed fruit juices and smoothies. And don't forget dinner, featuring their top dishes made with the most authentic ingredients, like arroz con pollo and ropa vieja. Located on 34th Street in Gainesville, US 441 in Alachua, and online at MiapaLatinCafe.com. Miapa, a proud supporter of the Florida Gators. It's football season, and you know what that means. Endless circling to find a parking spot. Not if you're on two wheels. Gainesville Harley-Davidson has the ride for you, and their 2020 lineup is one that any Gator fan would stand up and cheer for. Check out Livewire, Harley's first electric bike with seamless throttle experience. No clutch to release, no gears to run through. You just twist and go. Get in the game at Gainesville Harley-Davidson. Go to GainesvilleHarley.com. Gators Dockside is your Gators Sports Headquarters. We've got the most games on the most screens, including our three huge projector screens. So rep your orange and blue, bring your friends, and join us for the best wings in town as chosen by the Gainesville Suns People's Choice Awards. We're also serving up mouth-watering burgers, sandwiches, and salads. And don't forget about our daily two-for-one specials on select drafts, house wine, and liquor. Make Dockside your Gator Sports Headquarters and never miss a minute of the action. See you at Gators. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. At Titan MRI, no insurance is no problem. And Titan MRI has same-day scheduling available. Call them up. Start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. Last couple of minutes here. Guys, I want to – I know FSU was next week, but – Look, that, that's a game that you circle if you're a, a Gator player, coach, fan. You know, I don't care if they're 11-1 and one or they're 1-11. Special game, special rivalry, and the Gators get the semis at night. Should be a lot of fun. Senior night here. Uh, 
as you said, for a night game. You got an opportunity to go 10-2, and two, Steve. Uh, I know Florida State's going to come in here ready to play because they were embarrassed what we did to them at Dope Campbell last year. But uh, should be a fun night, and uh, we're a better football team if we take care of business. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Odell is undefeated against the Gators. When it, it was just two years ago when Jimbo left, uh, he brought his team in here. So uh, he, uh, some, some people say he may be in line to be hired there. Uh, for the new head coach. But, uh, yeah, we got to be ready to play. They'll be pumped up. Uh, the Seminoles have nothing to lose. They're going to they try to beat us here. So it should be a heck of a game. And, and I think, you know, the players, some of the players really lobbying hard for Odell Higgins. And they, they at least look like a football team now. I mean, they were in such disarray with Willie Taggart there, but came back to beat Adazio and Boston College, now Alabama State, I get it. But at least – they, they look like they can line up and run some plays. Yeah, they're, they're more organized, and uh, they've played well. Um, you know, it, it could be a situation if they do give him consideration, kind of like Coach O at, at LSU. Um, they could possibly save them money because I still, mm-hmm. you know, they, they had to come up with a lot of money and still coming up with money to pay Taggart and his staff. And so we'll see. Um, should be a lot of fun in, in, a, in a week or so. Coach, the last minute we have here, I, I can imagine looking back, and, and playing some of the, the the talent you had on your teams, the talent Coach Bowden had on those teams, pretty special when you guys got together. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize in the 12 years I was here, 11 of those 12 years, they were in the top four in the nation, all 11 years. So it was uh, – they beat us during the season uh, more than we beat them. That was the only team that we played uh, annually did that. Uh, but I always say, fortunately, we won the one that really counted the most. But, uh, yeah, they're very good. Their defense was always one of the best in the country. And uh, if they had not played Miami every year, Coach Bowden might have had six or seven, eight national championships. That's going to do it for our Inside the Huddle broadcast today. Next week, we'll check out some of the results. Again, this week's not a great game in terms of uh, rivalry games and all that. That all changes next week with all the rivalry games coming up, including Florida and Florida State. We thank you for tuning in and watching and listening to Inside the Huddle. It's a blast to do this, and we hope you enjoy it. For Steve Spurrier and Shane Matthews and our producer, Jay Kitt, I'm Steve Russell. Don't forget, at noon, Shane and I back with Sports Scene. We'll take your calls, questions, and comments and talk two hours of sports with you. Enjoy the rest of your day. See you later. Worry less and connect more with crime prevention security systems. View cameras at your home or business or prevent package theft with their doorbell camera. Crime Prevention provides security and life safety with affordable packages and an easy-to-use app that gives mobile control of your home or business. Get a text notification when the kids get home from school or be notified if you forgot to set the alarm when you left. You can even get a notification if you didn't close the garage door. For home or office, Crime Prevention can do it all. Contact your local team at Crime Prevention Security Systems. Winners are the best of the best in Gainesville and the Ethics and Business Award. Crime Prevention provides security and life safety with affordable packages and an easy-to-use app that gives mobile control of your home or business. For home or office, Crime Prevention can do it all. Winners are the best of the best in Gainesville and the Ethics and Business Award. Trust the team at Crime Prevention to secure your home, family, and business. They're large enough to serve you, small enough to care. It's intercepted by 
Thanks for listening to Inside the Huddle with former Gator QB Shane Matthews, WRUF's Steve Russell, and Hall of Famer, the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. If you'd like to ask Coach a question, email your questions to questions at insidethehuddlehbc.com. Podcasts are available at WRUF.com, the WRUF app, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Picked up by the Gators at the 35. Touchdown! Inside the Huddle is paid for by Weeby Mark.